we, we have always made an assessment on you know what the uh, you know public safety uh, in and around you know that space around downtown and how we uh, allow people to to demonstrate. And so as we had a curfew, we continued to assess it each and every day. You know with our public safety partners and in and around downtown businesses, and decided to lift it. You know towards the end of uh, when we did lift it, just because to kind of get that traffic flowing again and, and um, obviously allow for you know, kind of that uh, return to, to not having a curfew. And it was, you know, went from 10 to 11 and, and didn't see a significant number of events and, and then uh, worked back through to, to lift it again. And uh, hopefully moving forward, we'll be able to keep it off. Mayor, was that your belief in that? Because protests are still happening, but is that your belief in Akron and handling this and letting the process play out as far as the protests because you've been on the show time and time again and saying hey i support protests but you might have must have had a sense that the protests are more in line of protesting and not going in the other direction well yeah and 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 that was all part of it too and, and those demonstrations we've always tried to create that safe space you know where people can um be able to you know it's using parts of the streets and not necessarily just having to be on the sidewalk and too and i think it just creates uh, um, you know, a safer environment. So you, so we, if we do have to block off streets, that you know, we've seen these instances across the country where people have taken cars and running into. So it was trying to create that safe space too to be able to do that in and around wherever somebody may be, and certainly working with demonstrators to let them know, hey, these are the streets you're going to close off, and and they were excellent in in working with to, you know, even some of their own. Um, uh, people that were with them to be able to help with those streets and, and try and just to, like I said, give them that space to be able to do it. And that is, a, like I said, a constitutionally protected right that, you know, obviously that we have to honor. Some people, I think, you know, maybe try to take advantage of that, too. Um, and, and so but wanted to keep, you know, the, the demonstrations, you know, to that in the street. And so they have that uh, voice to be able to um, say what's on their mind. And I think that's important. And, and it's also important that we listen. Akron Mayor Dan Horgan with us at WAKR. Dan, we've received a lot of text messages here through our radio station about the process, timeline, how this investigation is going to play out. Everything that I read, it's kind of open-ended, 60, 90 days or anything. And I guess I'll just throw it in your direction. Have you heard anything on letting the process play out? I know the community's kind of getting anxious. Yeah, and that's you know, probably one of the most frustrating parts too, and I, I think I've asked for this for the last three weeks too. There is a, it's, it's difficult to ask people for patience, you know, when there are so many questions of which I have a number of, and it's really difficult to speculate and say, especially on somebody else's speculation, because um, there are a number of opinions about there about what happened and, and why, and a number of. But without all the facts, it's really I, I know that I won't do that as far as speculate on somebody else's opinion until I have all the facts, and I think that's a the judicious way to go as the city, and we'll continue to keep that posture until we till, until we do have the facts, number one, and until the investigation is finished. You hear a number of times about what that timeline is, but this is also, you know, that the something that community has asked for for a number of years is, is that an outside investigation agency investigate these officer-involved shootings to, to, to promote that independence. And, and so as we've done that, this is our, our first one to do that. And obviously there is a little bit of patience involved to be able to get the facts and then be able to present them to the community. And that is that special prosecutor role that the Ohio Attorney General plays. Um, but like I said, it is a little frustrating because it's not a quick endeavor. And, and I think even the Attorney General put out a video and a statement. You know, he's looking for the accuracy and not necessarily doing it fast. And, and like, But that can be frustrating, too. 
Mary, it's been wonderful to see the way the Walker family has handled this whole thing. They I know they had the press conference yesterday. Yeah, and and um, yeah, their continued calls for peace, and and this, you know, they suffered a horrible tragedy, and and you know, we want to support that process and that family, and 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 I know I've I've spoken to them, and I've kept my thoughts private, um, just between them and I, uh, and a number of prayer vigils um, in and around for Jalen too, and so, uh, yeah, we'll continue to support them um, as they move through this process too. Mayor, let's talk a little bit about the news came out Monday with you and Akron City Council being led by President Margot Somerville as you're planning to implement a citizen review board. So talk about what this is, the planning, and certainly the end game and the mission of this review board. Yeah, and, and you know, council had taken, you know, even a couple of years ago as we started to talk about this, there's a number of communities across the country and across the state of Ohio that have instituted these citizen review board to look at, you know, policies and procedures and to look at um, a number of things um, when it comes to public safety and to analyze trends. And, and as we have talked about it, we got the report from, you know, uh, the Racial Equity and Social Justice Task Force in February, which made a number of recommendations, and we're moving towards looking at a, a lot of different models. And some of them, and, and this is the frustrating part, too, I think, on some of the task force members, you know, why we didn't do it quicker. Um, it just involves a significant amount of um, – I don't want to say policy change, but institutional change to be able to do it. So we, we were able to, to, to bring that forward after looking at a, at a number of models, and there's still the details to be worked out, but this would be an independent board appointed by uh, the mayor and city council president um, that would hire um, somebody uh, like an executive director or, you know, uh, and I'm not tied to the name, but like an inspector general mm-hmm. um, that would look at, um, you know, the use of force instance and citizen complaints um, when it comes to uh, – in public safety. And then, like I said, we're still trying to work out some of those details about process, about citizen input, and in, in a lot of those different things. And so I, I think it's a great move towards transparency. Um, it, this is, I know it's long been a wish, even on the reimagining public safety through city council last year, uh, and looking forward to, to getting that right model out there before city council so they can either pass the legislation or, or make that decision of, of whether it needs to be a charter change, which some communities have done. Uh, and there's still, you know, a lot of community input in into what this looks like, you know, who is on the board um, and a lot of those details. But we'll continue to, to be transparent about what that process looks like and, and how a, a piece of legislation or, or some other avenue to be able to get it instituted. I know you're just going down this process, but when we talk about this Citizens Review Board, I imagine when you're thinking out loud, the board would probably consist of a nice mix of community members and leaders and certainly people from neighborhoods. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, tied to the number, some communities have 11 people, some have three. You know, we're envisioning seven, not, not tied to the number, but we want to make sure that, you know, um, everybody is represented as best possible, a, a good diverse mix of people on the board from Akron. Um, to be able to look at that, and they will have some, you know, obviously some authorities too to obviously hire this particular person and, and staff support. Um, it, it, you know, we need to institutionalize, just like we've institutionalized, you know, a number of other things in and around the city. You know, when we do something, and this this should be, you know, part of our framework um, of building, you know, um, that community trust about if people do have complaints, there's an avenue for them to be able to go, and we have to hold ourselves accountable too. With us is Akron Mayor Dan Horrigan here on WAKR. Also this week, I know you were with uh, Police Chief Steve Milet, and this question goes back to a couple of weeks ago, transparency 
with the body cams, which I thought the city acted very promptly, getting all 13 of those cams out within just a couple of days. But also the cry came out about dash cams in regards to the police vehicles. And I know at that time you said something we have to look at. I know you've began dialogue on maybe getting those back in. Can you give us an update, Mayor? Yeah, I, we had a, a really good, good discussion. I know City Council talked about it um, at their reimagining public safety. And, and looking at, you know, um, I, there was a decision made a number of years ago, I think even like 2014 or 13, about uh, especially as body-worn cameras became more prevalent across the country. And I think Akron was one of the first bigger cities in Ohio to be able to institute those. I know there was a task force that recommended those. And then the decision was to, you know, the old dash cams literally had a VCR you know, on the in the in the car, and so uh, there's been some calls for that. We're taking a really hard look at it, and and we'll move forward with that implementation, and working on you know what a funding source looks like. And uh, I know both Senator Vernon Sykes and Representative Amelia Sykes and Representative Tavia Golonsky have made a request of the governor's office to help. Uh, we're working with with all of them to be able to find the right funding source and then lay out a framework for how quickly we can get it done and what's the technology to be able to do it. Because obviously they would need to, and there's some there's some infrastructure work uh, on on the download, and that's that that's the technical side of it too. But I, there's no insurmountable challenge to be able to do this. It's just finding the right source and then laying out that timeline of how quickly we can do it. And, and we look forward to to moving pretty quickly to outfit, you know, those cars with um, the right camera, the right dash cam. Uh, to be able to provide that level of transparency. I imagine in today's world, Dan, and again, I'm just jumping into this, that with the technology as far as we've come, and you mentioned the old VCRs on the dash, I imagine the technology aspect would be a lot simpler. Not saying it's going to be simple as far as dollars and cents, but I imagine that camera technology would be a lot easier in 2022. I think they've made, uh, you know, leaps and bounds when it comes to, you know, the, the size of and how quickly they download. There's some other things, you know, really one of the most significant costs is obviously um, the personnel to be able to review and redact and also um, the storage because that now is, you know, um, a public record. And so and even with our body-worn camera storage, which is significant with the number of officers that have it on there, storage is a significant cost and we've we've worked across with a couple of different entities at that storage cost but it's not it's not insignificant but it's a commitment that we have to make and certainly looking for those um you know economies of scale and some value discounts maybe on that storage too because it, it there, there are a lot a lot of body worn camera footage and and this roughly probably and i hope i'm not going too far i would have probably double our storage um, in the amount of video that we capture. But like I said, I think it's a, it's a worthy investment, you know, to the community and to, and to provide that level of transparency. Most certainly. Mayor, thank you again for the time on this Thursday morning. We always appreciate it here in WAKR. Ray, I want to make one quick plug sure. for the weekend. The African-American Cultural Festival is Saturday and Sunday. Daz Band is Saturday. Look forward to seeing everybody down there. So take care and have a great weekend.